Ask a VC by Ryan Floyd. Thoughts on venture capital and growing your SaaS startup. Hey everyone, my name is Ryan Floyd. I'm a managing director at Storm Ventures. We're an early stage B2B focused venture fund. Welcome to the new episode of my podcast series, Ask a VC, where I give advice to you to help you grow your SaaS business. Similar, I'd be sharing with you if I was an investor or advisor on the board of your company. I originally recorded most of these episodes as videos, which you can see on my YouTube channel, Ask a VC. So as a result, please excuse any visual references in the podcast, though I don't think there are many. I hope you enjoy. I talked about churn early on in the video series because it's so vitally important. But today we're going to revisit it and talk about net dollar retention and why it's so important to churn. I'm going to give you four things to think about in terms of really how you can unlock value in your business and really expand the revenue with your existing customer base. So it is nearly impossible to have zero churn. It's going to happen in your business and your objective should not be to never have a customer leave you. In fact, that would probably be detrimental to your business if you spent all of your time trying to hold on to every single customer. It just wouldn't make sense and it's just not going to be possible. However, the companies that do really well spend a lot of time thinking about controlling for the issues that they can control for to reduce churn. There's often going to be reasons why companies churn. Maybe it's because they go out of business. You know, maybe they changed their line of business. You know, maybe they grew, they hired somebody else. Maybe they had revenue declines. Lots of different reasons. They got acquired. Your job as an executive team or founder or CEO is to figure out what you can control to be able to reduce that churn. You know, today though, we're going to talk specifically about how net dollar retention factors into that churn equation. If you're not growing your existing customer base, that customer base is at risk of churn. That's so important, I'm going to say it again. If your customer isn't expanding, if that customer isn't buying more from you, I would tell you that that customer is potentially at a risk of churn. The very best SaaS companies out there do an incredible job of selling and expanding within their own customer base. And they do this because they've built a trusted relationship with those customers and find ways to make those customers even more successful with the SaaS products that they sell. If you can't figure out how to do this, you're leaving a huge opportunity on the table to be able to grow your business, but more importantly, by focusing on your existing customer base and figuring out how to drive up net retention, you're going to be able to reduce churn. First, let's talk a little bit about terms and make sure we're all on the same page about what all these terms mean. Gross dollar churn simply means when you're losing revenue from your existing customer base, we'll call that, that dollar revenue loss, we'll call that gross churn. You can also sometimes hear people talking about negative churn or negative net churn. And you might find that incredibly confusing. How is it possible I can have negative churn? The simple answer to that is you're gaining more revenue from your existing customer base than you're losing in any given period. And we call that negative churn. 
Today, we're gonna actually call that number net dollar retention, NDR. I think it's a, it's a much better term to use and it's clear and it's important to use that term instead of net revenue retention because at least for me, sometimes when people talk about NRR, it's easy to get that confused with terms like MRR and ARR in terms of recurring revenue. So we're gonna call it net dollar retention, which simply means how much money are you gaining or losing from your existing customer base? If you're selling more into that customer base than you're losing, that would be positive, a positive NDR. If you're losing more customers than you, or dollars than you're selling into that customer base, then we'd call that negative NDR. So now let's get into the four things that you should really be thinking about in order to really unlock how you can grow revenue within your existing customer base. Number one, NDR, net dollar retention, is not a customer success metric. NDR has to be a company metric, and arguably it's one of the most important for the entire business. It needs to be part of the fabric of the business and part of the culture that everyone is thinking about customer success and that existing customer base. Let me give you an example of how powerful NDR is and why it needs to be a part of your entire company. Salesforce, arguably the largest SaaS business out there, 26 billion a year in revenue, five something billion in cash flow. Salesforce gets 75% of its new revenue from its existing customer base, 75%. Think about that for a minute. They're spending so much time gaining new opportunities from their existing customer base, they only need to add 25% to meet their growth targets from new ads. And most of that new revenue is coming from upsells in terms of new seats, you know, where companies are adding more and more seats to their Salesforce licenses and subscriptions. Some of it also comes from cross-sell and upsell of other products. My point is, it is incredibly powerful and it will compound and it will stay with you and become more and more important as you get bigger as a SaaS business. Number two, increase the value that your customers are getting out of your product. There are people that will tell you, make your product more sticky, make it harder for customers to leave you. And yes, it's important to make your product sticky so that you just can't be replaced in a heartbeat. But making your customers prisoners to your solution is a terrible long-term strategy and certainly will not pay dividends and absolutely will not convince them to buy more from you. The way you convince customers to buy more from you is to give them more value. And I can think of three great ways to do that. Number one, you gotta sell value. Don't sell features and functions. Sell them the value of your product. What problem are you solving for your customers? Remember, your customers don't care really about your software. They care about the problems they're trying to solve with your software. So think about how you can really sell against those value propositions to make your customers more successful. Number two, specifically inside of customers, think about how you're selling in the organization. If only one person in an organization of 10,000 people is getting value from what you're selling, you're gonna be at risk, but it's also gonna be very difficult 
to sell more into that company, obviously because no one else is seeing any value out of it. So figure out ways to deliver more organizational value where you other constituents, other people, other stakeholders get value out of what you're, what you're selling them. Sometimes that can be as simple as a PDF report or something that solves a problem perhaps for the buyer of your product but enables them to get more organizational value broadly within the company. And then number three, think about doing a great job onboarding. Onboarding is so critical. You know, most customers, you can tell whether they're gonna churn in the first 90 days because if you don't do a great job onboarding that customer, they're unlikely going to renew and they're certainly not going to buy more product from you going forward. You know, there's a period of time where everybody sort of gets behind a project, gets excited about implementing new technology, gets excited about moving the organization forward. And if you miss that window, it's like your customer has moved on to whatever their next problem is. So really think about how you can make your customers successful from an onboarding standpoint, and all of that will drive more value. Number three, know your customer. Know what your customer is using your product for. Know their problems intimately. As I mentioned, your customer is focused on solving a problem in their organization to drive their business forward. They're not particularly interested necessarily in all the details of your software. But you, as the seller, can really understand your customer's problems. That's gonna make you much better at selling them value going forward. It's gonna make you much better at understanding their needs. I'm amazed how often it happens I go to board meetings and there'll be a huge customer win. And I'll ask the team, tell me the details. What problem are they solving with our solution? And oftentimes, people don't really know the details. Now, to be fair, sometimes customers are very close to the vest with the problems that they're trying to solve. But if you can really intimately understand those customer problems, it's gonna put you in a much better position to be able to really drive up revenue within that customer base. And I also understand at some point you get so many customers you can't possibly understand all the different situations and, and problems that you're solving. Well, then start to put them into buckets. In healthcare, we solve this kind of problem. In tech, we solve this kind of problem, and so on. And then it enables you to think more about how you fit into their solution from their point of view rather than from yours. Number four, and probably the most important, you have to have something else to sell to the customer. If you've done all these other things right and you've got a customer base that trusts you, where you've provided value, the chances of them wanting to buy more from you, very, very high. And it's great to have salespeople going into these accounts and selling because if they're selling, that's the best measure of whether or not you're delivering value because going back to what I said, if customers aren't buying more, they're generally gonna be at risk of churn. Now there's some things that are very obvious that you can do. You can sell more seats is probably the most you know, obvious thing to do. And that's great, sell more seats. But at some point, that's gonna get harder and harder to do. So you need to think about other things to increase revenue within that account. Oftentimes that can be small things like 
pricing strategies and segmentations of products. You know, is there a way for you to bifurcate how you're selling your product to basically accrue more value to those customers that are interested in that broader suite that you're offering and giving those that are just getting started an easier path forward with perhaps a lower price point? Is there some way to give people all you can eat, to give people enterprise licenses, to convince people to move up where then they can have the entire organization use your product and have access to it? You know, that's an amazing sign of value uh, if you can move customers, you know, in that direction. You know, another great one, which is not recurring revenue, but it's important is to think about maybe your customers need, you know, more onboarding training and they need the ability to bring new users up to speed. And while it's not recurring revenue, it's absolutely going to make your customers more successful. And if you make your customer more successful over time, they're absolutely going to buy more. And then the final way to do it, you know, and you know, a final example, I suppose there's lots of ways to do it, would be to sell different products. If you've done your job right and you've listened to these customer problems, you're going to know what your customers are trying to do. And that's going to put you as an organization in a very good place to be able to sell them more product and think about and anticipate what's going to resonate with them. Going back to what I said, you know, NDR is not a customer success metric. It's a company metric. And so in this case, it's really thinking about you know, product and thinking about what are those problems that you're trying to solve. You know, some companies also partner with others to pull products in that are complementary. There may be a partner that you can think of that you know, in your account, if you were to use their product, it increases the usage of your product. Well, that's a great relationship. You've solved the problem for your customer, you've brought in a partner, and they've bought more of your product or service. So there's lots of ways to do this, but you definitely have to have additional products in your bag and something else to sell to your customer. Okay, so we've covered churn and why net dollar retention is so critical to not only reducing churn, but to really capturing additional revenue from your customer base. You know, number one, net dollar retention is not a customer success metric. It needs to be a company metric. The whole business needs to be focused on it. Number two, you need to be able to sell value into that customer base. Number three, you really need to understand your customer. You need to understand their problems. You need to understand what they're trying to solve, not just what your product does on its own. And then number four, and probably most critically, you need to have additional products and services that you can sell into that customer base. Because remember, if you're not selling more into that customer base, those customers are likely at risk of churn at some point in the future. Thanks for listening. If you found it interesting, please subscribe. If you like it, make sure to share it with your friends. If you've got a suggestion for a topic for this podcast or even a video series, then tweet me. My handle's easy. It's Ryan Floyd, all one word. Or send me an email or even leave a comment on my YouTube channel. All right, until next time, thanks. Be safe. Thank you for listening. Visit youtube.com, ask a VC for a video version of this podcast.